Now I bet you're looking for more positive things from the news, positive things in apps and online, and I'm here to tell you today, you're going to get that. In this episode, we talk to the founder and CEO of Daily Aloha, one of my favorite apps, Amy Gidden. Amy is an awesome, positive, caring, and kind person. And the goal of Daily Aloha is to create kind of a wall of empathy, of kindness, to create a cycle of kindness with others. I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation. And I urge you to download the Daily Aloha app. It's free. It also has no ads as well. And you get to really put good out into the world. And I'm honored that Amy has allowed me to provide the Daily Aloha for today. And it is, I want to spend more time nurturing and growing blank. Whatever your answer is to that, I'd love for you to uh, send me some answers on LinkedIn or email me, but definitely take care of uh, doing that answer in the Daily Aloha app. And you'll see all these different people who will respond to it. And hopefully it will energize you, give you something positive to think about in your day. But without further ado... Let's jump in to a little bit of music and then to the conversation with Amy Gidden. Welcome back to Dr. D's Social Network. We're so close to the new year, and this is a very special, very special episode with Amy Gidden, who is the founder and CEO of Daily Aloha, which I love. I'm a big fan of it. Thanks for being on, Amy. Oh, I'm so happy to be here with you today. Yeah, well, you know, I've been doing my Daily Aloha, and I did Peter's yesterday. It was a pretty good one. Yeah, I, I had my concerns about the question when he proposed it and I was thrilled by the, by the responses that we got. Tell me, uh, what was your, what was your concern because of related to the media? Yeah. You know, we've, we've gone through such a divisive period. I mean, it's been a divisive period for, for years now, but coming through the election in the, in the U S it was at such a fevered pitch. I just didn't want to tap into angst at the close of the year when people are trying to find some peace so bringing up the media felt a little fraught. <laughs> yeah, but I was I was really pleasantly surprised by the thoughtfulness of the responses, the hopefulness of the responses. And you know, just because people want to feel a little restful at the end of the year doesn't mean that their, you know, their brains have gone to sleep. They were pretty happy to engage in that conversation. So I'm interested a little bit. I want to go into that some more, but kind of go back and give everybody a little bit of background on Daily Aloha, what it is, and why you started it. Yeah, sure. I, I do have a long backstory, so I'll try to keep it a little more succinct. It's okay. But <laughs> yeah, you know, I've already mentioned uh, division, and um, my story goes back to 2016 when I, for me, um, I felt 
the the weight of the divisive and polar divisive and polarizing election in 2016 and really couldn't remember another time in my in my lifetime where i felt that we were just so separated from from our neighbors you know and even even around our family dinner tables and i couldn't get that out of my mind because my you know my deepest held human values are that you know everyone deserves to be seen and heard and that there's just common ground all around us if we were we had the patience to find it so coming out of the election in 2016 i was just feeling really broken hearted about the state of things and i i didn't have the intention to tackle that problem i mean it's just it felt so vast and weighty but I had this personal experience that planted an idea in my head and that idea felt like a calling and here I am. So the idea actually started with um, the pretty humble but powerful post-it note. Coming um, into the city, I I live in New York and I was um, commuting into Union Square in, in Manhattan for a client consulting arrangement, a consulting engagement. And coming out of the subway one day in the subway station, I saw this post-it project and it has a name. I came to learn it's called Subway Therapy. It was started by um, a guy, sort of a participatory artist named Michael Chavez. And it was post-it notes filled with individual notes of hope and affirmation and unity, you know, in the wake of what had been a divisive and polarizing election and at its culmination, it was 50,000 post-it notes, which is, which is hard to describe, but it, it, was, it was farther than the eye could see. It uh, lined the whole you know, tiled wall of the subway station, and it had a real impact on me. And when I started looking around to notice how other people were interacting with this experience, I realized that I wasn't alone, like that this was really an uplifting and even transformational moment for all the people that were walking by. And it became really a catalytic moment for me, um, seeing what something so simple could accomplish and, you know, sort of heal and healing the divide that we were all feeling. And I it sent me on a, a pretty deep exploration about how I could bottle up something that felt as good as that felt into a digital experience. That's amazing. I I feel like there's more positive things out there that's just not being reported. I think people want to have happiness and, and send positive messages. It just feels like it's not as reported as highly as maybe the opposite for that. I totally agree with that. Um, you know, because of the work that I'm doing with Daily Aloha, you know, I'm so focused on other people and other projects that have similar intentions to ours, <laughs> which is to connect people in a positive way. Um, so I do see it everywhere, but I also realize that I'm kind of looking for it. Um, at the same time that I was investigating, like this post-it project and you know, what is the special sauce in projects like that for serving up these positive moments? I also explored the opposite. Like I looked at social media to try to understand better how that was impacting us and how that was connecting us and dividing us. 
and came to really understand better the mechanism behind social media and why, in fact, that often feels so negative. And um, not only just the general news media, but social media in particular, you know, they, they prey on our fears and our insecurities because, frankly, it stokes their business engine. Right. Right. So, so I think you're absolutely right. I think um, these, some of these platforms sink to the lowest common denominator and we're trying to find the highest common denominator across our, you know, our shared humanity. And, and we're not alone. You know, once you start kind of like tuning into that frequency, Mm -hmm. you do see a lot of people, a lot of innovators doing incredible things all over the world. Yeah, I, I was watching a show the other day about uh, this fund that a reporter started along with UNICEF and giving scholarships to kids in, uh, oh my gosh, I can't remember the country. It's like Malai, Malawi or something. And uh-huh. and I thought, wow, this is incredible. And it was like a 30 second bite on a show. And I'm like, this is an incredible thing. Why isn't this like top of the news? these positive things. And I really believe there's more positive going on than the world or the media would have you believe at this point. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, you had mentioned the question that we posed yesterday in the app with Peter yeah. and that it goes right to confirming the point that you're making. So I think, as you know, in our app, we pose one thought provoking question to the whole world every day, and it's in a fill in the blank format And then what happens when people receive the question is that it guides them through this very simple three-step process. And the first step is just to simply reflect for yourself on the question and you feel, you know, kind of type in your response right into the blank of the question in the app. And then you give it a, a mood color to reflect your feeling. And then the second step is that you have an anonymous exchange with someone else in the world, which is sort of surprising and delightful and fun. And then the third step is that you go to our post-it wall, which we call the Aloha wall, to see how everybody um, filled in the blanks, to see the perspectives and the thoughts and feelings from people that might be like you, might be not like you. You know, we're anonymous and free of judgment and free of status. So you really get to hear from people from all over so yesterday's question was about what people wanted to see more in the media. And we, we got almost a thousand responses. And I did spend some time looking at the answers yesterday. And the responses fell into like kind of three main buckets. And the first one is exactly what you're su- suggesting. People want to see more positive news. That came out loud and clear. Yep. People are I put wondering, mine on that. Yep. <laughs> oh, okay. So you were in the mix there. Yeah. yeah. They want to see positive stories, uplifting stories. And you might have seen this too. And maybe this was your response. They wanted to see stories about, you know, local unsung heroes, which is just so lovely. Beautiful. Yeah. That is beautiful. I love that so many people want to have that feeling. Did you have that there were, did you have any, what were the other sides to it besides the positive stuff? Yeah, so that was one. So what, one of the themes I saw was this sort of positive, underreported news. Um, the second theme, I would say, also goes into the area of underreported news, but it was more about causes or um, situations that people felt didn't get enough coverage. 
And I could tell from the responses that these were issues or matters that were of great personal importance to the respondents. Mm-hmm. People, people talked about particular, you know, situations around the world where there were injustices or, you know, perceived injustices or, you know, segments of the population that they felt didn't get enough visibility. So a whole bunch of different sort of causes, issues, and matters around the world. But I would say thematically, the feeling that certain topics were underreported. Hmm. Yeah. And, and then the third, yeah, it was, it was super interesting. And then I would say the third topic or thematic area was just a more well-rounded view of the news. So it wasn't citing positive news or negative news, but, but more like, tell me all the sides of the news, <laughs> like show yeah. me, show me the yeah, the feelings from all sides of an issue. So I thought that was super important. Yeah, I think it is super important. Have you, how do you come up? I know Peter did that one. And so how do you come up with the ideas for the, um, the questions or the statements with the blanks that people have, uh, on a regular basis? Right. Um, you know, I'm asked that question a lot and it's, it's sort of evolved over time. Um, I think a lot about why am I even asking the question? You know, I, I feel like people's attention is so, so precious, right? It's, it's, I like to remember for myself, especially that you sort of are what you choose to pay attention to. Yes. And I think, right. Yeah. And I I think about that a lot. So I feel um, a great responsibility that if people are going to spend even a few minutes with us in the app every day, that I want it to be a, a good, enriching and valuable use of their attention. So I think about, you know, what kinds of questions are valuable to reflect on for yourself and valuable to reflect on when you look at everybody else's responses. So what's enriching when you get to see how you fit in to this bigger human story? Uh, so, so that's my overarching, you know, thought process, which of course still leaves like a lot of latitude for what kinds of questions I might, you know, I might ask. So I think a lot about the principles of positive psychology, which, you know, you might know are about, mm-hmm. um, yeah, reflecting on things that uh, connect you to your strengths, good, positive memories, what's good in the world, what's good in your life, gratitude, all those, all those things that we know and science has proven are connected to our happiness and our well-being. So um, a good a good amount of our questions are um, prompting you to reflect on on some of the more positive aspects of your life, whether it be um, positive memories, something that is um, nourishing in your present surroundings, or something positive that you have in the future to look forward to. So so that's a, sort of a, a bucket of of questions. I also think a lot about where can we all benefit from the crowdsourcing aspect of the app, where might we be inspired by the responses from others? Where might we be and how might we be motivated by practice and habits and discoveries that other people have made? So I think about those kinds of things. So, um, so thematically, 
I'm, you know, I'm thinking about what's useful as an individual and what's beneficial when we're all looking at each other's responses. And then I'm constantly kind of just scouring what's out there. I, you know, I keep an Excel spreadsheet. I'm such a nerd of like thought starters. I've got thousands of them now. And I, I sort of tag them with, with whether it's a memory question or a kind of a future hope question or a present day surrounding question. And whether it's um, something that's enriching for us individually or collectively. So I I have this library that I I keep going back to. And then as of about six months ago, we we had a new release in the app. We we launched a new feature that allows our audience to suggest questions to me. And we get a lot of suggestions. So no longer do I have to come up with these questions all by myself because now we have our whole community, you know, suggesting questions. So that's been wonderful. That's a good idea. Definitely. It's kind of a two for one. I mean, it gets people involved and then, you know, it's not the daily uh, aspect of having to come up with it yourself completely. You know. Exactly. It's the gift that keeps on giving for sure. Yeah. Now I noticed on it when I first got on it was that there was no, like, I kept thinking like, you know, I would, I would answer the deal and then somebody else's answer would come up and I was like, oh, I want to talk to this person, (laughs) but I can't. Like, is there a future for that or is that like on purpose to not do that in the future at all? I got to say that's the million dollar question. So thank you for going right to the heart of it. <laughs> I'm going right into it. Yeah. Going right into it. Yeah. So, and I'll, you know, frankly, I'm conflicted about it. So I'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, when we had the idea for the app, we did not imagine that we would be a platform for dialogue, right? For chatting or making mm-hmm. in-person one-on-one connections with others for a couple of reasons. Um, one is that, there's lots of platforms for that. There's, you know, there's lots of um, social media platforms or chat, you know, chat platforms, text messaging, even where people can connect one-on-one in a dialogue with others. And we, we have a different intention. You know, our mission with the app is to rekindle empathy, empathy for yourself, right? Through reflecting and connecting with yourself in a deeper way and empathy for others, sort of being reminded in almost like a microdose every day that we're all connected. And by seeing the responses of other anonymous people all over the world, you're feeling moved and touched and uplifted and a little compassion for each other and just like the human condition that we're all in together. Yeah. And we felt like chat wasn't really an important ingredient for that and that we almost wanted to be a restful oasis from Mm. the constant, you know, need to engage in dialogue, sometimes unwanted dialogue. So um, while you can read the thoughts and see the feelings of others, and I think as you know, too, you can send stickers back and forth. So that's, that's our little like mode of communication. There's not free form messaging. And we thought that people would appreciate a break from that. And there's also just the real fear or risk, I should say, of unwanted communication in anonymous apps. You know, we're anonymous, so we have to be very careful to protect people's identities and keep people safe. Like we're a very safe space to, 
you know, express yourself authentically and even vulnerably. And people do. And I think in large part they do because they don't have to worry about um, finding themselves in a maybe an unwelcome dialogue with somebody else. So it was very well thought out. Having said that, it's probably the number one question I get from our users. <laughs> so there you go, right? <laughs> um, and what people tell me is so lovely. What they say is that they'll see, you know, we, we call every all the messages in the app halohas, right? So mm-hmm. we ask a question and when you respond to the question, you know, you fill in your answer and you give it a color and it formats into a note and we call that a haloha. So people will see someone else's haloha and they'll feel something. You know, it'll have a they'll have an emotional reaction and sometimes that reaction is, "Oh my gosh, you know, they're not alone, you know, I feel that too." Their emotional reaction is to um to let that person know you know, that they're they're feeling that too, or they experience that too, or they want to extend um, encouragement. Someone might express an, you know, desire for something, or they're, they're saying they're motivated to do something. And someone else wants to, to say like, go get them, you know, (laughs) you got this. So there's this beautiful human impulse to reach out to other people when they're when people are moved by their expressions in the app and to, to extend um, expressions of care and gratitude and support. So that's a beautiful thing. Um, and I don't want to thwart that, you know, so it, it's interesting because I don't know how long you've been using the app, but we didn't have all these stickers before. We had um, a, a much smaller uh, array of options to, mm. you know, to respond to someone in the app. And everyone was expressing this desire to just give more. So we, we tripled the, the number of stickers that you could send and triple the number of responses that went along with those stickers so that people were able to communicate more just through the stickers and that was that was actually really meaningful. People told us that it made quite a difference that they were able to express something that was pretty close to what they were feeling with with the new array of options. But it certainly stopped short of free form text, you know, text messaging. Mm-hmm. So we're we're inching closer into that territory. Um, but the the answer is we're we're waiting and watching and learning and we'll yeah. see. I, I know that for a lot of people in our app, that would actually ruin the app for them. You know, it, it's so important that it's a safe place to reflect and express themselves that um that even the possibility of finding themselves in a dialogue would would drive them away from the app. So we'll see. Yeah, I would imagine, well, one, you laid out very well why you haven't done it, and it made a lot of sense. And I was like, yeah, that, that I totally get that. But I can see how it could be difficult to not go the other direction also. It's like, you know, you don't know what the intentions of people are. Like, I know my own intentions, and I know, like, when I see something that moves me, while I like doing, like, the sticker and stuff, I'm, I'm very social like in wanting to be positive with people and express that to them. 
verbally or some way. So for me, in some ways, I'm like, oh, I wish it would go further. But I totally get how it would turn off some other people. And I think maybe because it's just what they've been exposed to on other platforms. The other platforms may have given them a sour taste about uh, that type of interaction. So they're coming to this place for, for the opposite of that. But I do think there's a place where we could have positive interaction if, if it was done in a way that wasn't like the other places that honestly promote, you know, through algorithms and stuff, very negative behavior. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. And because of that, it, it, it's actually almost more motivating to be an alternative, like a positive yeah. place to interact without those algorithms getting in the way, stoking outrage and division and, and the like. So I feel like there is a way to do this safely and in keeping with our principles in the app, um, where it could be sort of a double opt in. And, you know, I, yeah. I think there's a way to do it. Um, we're just going to go carefully because I also feel that I'm not going to do it unless I can do it absolutely properly. And that would probably require some form of moderation in the app, yeah. right? And, you know, we don't have the staff to do that quite yet. Um, so I feel like when, when we do have more manpower and we can moderate it and protect everybody appropriate, appropriately, that we're going to loosen the reins a little bit and see what happens. Yeah. yeah. The double opt-ins. So on that idea that both people would opt in to having a conversation type of thing. Yeah. And maybe there's just an indication on your aloha, whether you're open to, to a chat or Ooh, not. That's a good idea. Yeah. That's so, a really, I would be one of those people. I'd be like, I'm open to chatting. <laughs> you, know? you know, it's funny. I, my, my, my gut is that it's a, it's a minority of our users, but they're, but they want it very badly. So I, I think, yeah. <laughs> they're the loudest, are they the loudest ones? <laughs> you know, those squeaky wheels, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I think it's the minority, but for those that want it, it I think it's, almost, it's like world changing. So I do <laughs> want to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just an instinctual drive for people to connect with each other in a more intimate way. Um, and I think the way it is, is awesome. It's like really refreshing. Anybody listening to this when they listen, and you have to use Daily Aloha. It's like so different from anything else you're using. But I think if you're like someone like me, you certainly just, my whole connection with people has been about talking to people and having positive conversations I've avoided the pitfalls of other platforms because I don't engage in that other stuff. I engage in positive conversation with people. So for me, I've had a lot of positive uh, experiences because that's what I have chosen to keep myself involved in. But I, I totally understand if people, unfortunately, have had a lot of negative experiences. They don't want to have the conversation on Daily Aloha potentially. So I see both sides to it, but I, I'm probably in the minority on your on your on your app probably. You're in that small vocal minority. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very that. vocal about it. <laughs> I'm like, but, Amy, give me, I want to talk to that person. <laughs> like, I know, and you're not alone. But I'll tell you something else exciting for us. And this might be the perfect way to pilot this. So, you know, our community is a big global community um, of people that are anonymous to one another, right? So, 
In our app, the only way you're identified as an individual in the app is by your location, which is pretty cool because we're at 150 countries. And when you see something on the daily Aloha wall from, you know, halfway around the world, it's pretty cool, especially you'll see people that said the same thing you did and they're, you know, they're yeah. in, you know, across five time zones. So it just makes the world feel a little cozier. Um, but where we're headed is to offer our platforms to our platform to communities that actually do either know each other or it's a bunch of people that have some kind of affiliation. So either they're in a workplace together or they're part of the same community. So they they may not know each other, but they all might you know work at the same company or be members of the same you know association or what have you. So I'm really excited about that. And I, it also feels like in that environment, chat, you know, the ability to chat or go deeper might make a lot of sense. And that might be a good place to sort of see how it feels for folks. I like the idea. It almost, in my mind, I started thinking about, I guess on some level, Slack, they try to create that with work environments and conversations and different topics, but uh, I never really got into it, honestly, that much. But I would be into something like that amongst a community. And um, that's a good, I was wondering where you guys were headed with all this, honestly. I was like, I got to know where this is going. I'm very into this, you know. Yeah, we've got big dreams, big dreams. You know, our my mission is empathy building. And there's, there's no shortage of opportunities to bolster oh empathy, gosh. right? <laughs> yeah. And when I think about it, you know, when I first started imagining the app, I was like, oh, I got to heal the world. Like we, we can't even <laughs> hear each other across these huge political divides and all these different, you know, identity factions where we're just us versus them. And I saw it in these really these big rifts between huge groups of people. But as I've like done a lot of exploration around empathy, you know, I came to understand that it's much closer to home. You know, it's not just Republicans and Democrats. It's not just, you know, you, you know, you name these big identity mm -hmm. politics buckets. It's people in your community. It's people in the workplace. It's, it's communities that were already feeling sort of a, a membership of, but we don't feel like a strong, the strongest sense of belonging that we need. So, yeah. Yeah. And these are the communities, whether it be work or even, you know, your town or, you know, your association that you're in or a, even a Facebook group, there's so much opportunity to foster empathy and belonging in these micro, in a more micro way. And in some, in some ways they're just as meaningful as these big macro you know, opportunities to, to stoke empathy. Totally. Um, yeah. I, I have a good, I have a good actual story about this, I think in my community. So I moved from Las Vegas uh, here to Blaine, Washington. So a city of 2 million people to a city of 5,000 people, very different. And in Vegas, you know, the neighborhood I lived in for nine, 10 years, I don't think we knew anybody in our neighborhood. I mean, and, mm. and nobody really gave the effort to try to, get to know each other, us included, honestly with that. Right. But we moved here. We made a real effort to like get to know all of our neighbors and our cul-de-sac and everything. And what is interesting, what happened is when you just give that little bit of effort 
towards your neighbors and you say hello and you kind of do the whole thing to bring the cookies or just ring the doorbell, say hello, it becomes so contagious. It's unbelievable. And as during this Christmas season, you know, we went around to everybody's home and our mask on and stuff, and we made handmade ornaments for all of our neighbors. And what, what happened, what occurred after that was this chain reaction of all the other neighbors going around to each other, bringing each other little gifts for the entire neighborhood. My wife started this. And I said, you created, you created this. You started a chain reaction of kindness among other people. I was like, that, well, that's, what's, that's what needs to happen is people need to stop being so worried about what other people think of each other and doing these things. And just if you pour out kindness, you will get it back, you know? Oh my gosh, I can't tell you how much I love that story. First of all, please stick an ornament in the mail to me. I've got to see these <laughs> ornaments. <laughs> They're pretty cool, man. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, that story is so lovely. And not only that, it reconfirms everything that science actually says about kindness. I mean, I don't know mm -hmm. if you've done any reading on the subject, I but. Have. Yeah, so you know, I mean, the power of kindness and, and the, the pay it forward aspect of kindness is real. It's absolutely real. In fact, one of the studies that just floored me is that if someone just witnesses an act of kindness is, and is not either the giver of an act of kindness nor the recipient, they're more inclined to be kind. It is so powerful and the fact that you created this chain reaction in your neighborhood just is testament to that. Um, that's an incredible story. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I, um, I think that's part I'm of life. Is if you do that, it's not being reported though. These things, it's like we get we do like a one off here and there of somebody's kindness of what they've done, and then we give so much time to a lot of negativity. And that's been a big part of my life is like, you know, I want to associate, much like you're saying, like, I want to be around positive things. I want to associate myself with that. And we need to blare that horn a lot louder and tell these stories to be like, no, no, kindness is real. Like people actually are being nice to each other. People aren't just yelling at each other in the streets all the time. That's what you're being showed on TV. But that's not the reality of everybody's life on a daily basis. I think it's pretty far from the reality of our daily lives, don't you think? Agreed. Yeah, yeah. I don't think people are normally, first of all, okay, I'm, I'm going to get started real quick here. But you, you see people yelling at each other. You have to realize that's a, that is not common. That is not common. And actually, that's a different type of environment and person to want to thrust yourself into yelling at people in their face and screaming and spitting at each other. Like, that is so uncommon in life. People, if you're looking at that, that never happens generally in life. The life you're living every day is not filled with that level of uh, contention. No, far from it. But like we've talked about, what happens is somebody's screaming in, the, in a Walmart because it's going to happen from time to time. Yeah. And everybody whips out their phone, posts it on social media. That's the stuff that goes viral. And it, it looks like the world we're living in, but it's, you know, no one whips out their phone when someone, you know, buys the guy a cup of coffee behind them, right? No. Because, so, yeah, we have such a distorted sense, I think, of the nature of people. I, you know, I really believe yeah. that people want to do right by other people. 
And yeah, and if we look for it, we'll find it. And if only we could broadcast those episodes in equal you know, measure to the other ones, we'd have a totally different perception of the world. No, I'm reading a book now called Humankind. Um, of course, uh, the, the author escapes me at the moment, mm-hmm. but it's a great book and it's making the case that people are, are kind. And there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of attention paid to like our, our evolutionary biology that people are, are wired to compete and dominate. And those are the genes that go forward, all this stuff. This book is chock full of the science that actually debunks Mm. that in large part. And it's a very optimistic view of the human species. So for any of your listeners, I do recommend it if you want to just get another take on all of this. I'm going to write this down in my email. And so I keep all my notes. I, uh, I'm going to have to get this book because, uh, this is like right up my alley about stuff like that. Humankind, like K I N D. Yes. In one word, humankind. One word. We'll we'll have a little book group after. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's like, and I just think we need more of that because, you know, if, if you're spending your time seeking trouble, you will find trouble. And if you're seeking goodness, you're going to find goodness. Whatever you seek, you will find in life. So wouldn't you rather seek something that was good <laughs> in life, you know? Right, right. And I think when people are unkind, right, or, you know, the one who's yelling in the Walmart, I also believe that most acts of unkindness are coming from pain or suffering. Agreed. I, totally right? agree. So I think it's it's the very rare individual that's just wired to cause, inflict suffering on others. I mean, it, usually pain comes from pain. So mm, yes. I also think about that, right? So how do we show compassion to people that are hurting? So that also makes the world kinder. You're totally right. I I always think when I see pictures, images, videos of unkindness, I think the same thing. I think that person's been hurt. Somebody hurt that person or they grew up in a situation that wasn't positive for them. And, you know, you manifest those things, especially children become adults who manifest things that they have been exposed to or amplify how they feel about things. And, And when when the opposite reaction is just to be ugly to another person, it just continues to amplify that negative nature. It never, you never see two people shouting at each other and go, that's a positive interaction going on there. You know, it's going to lead to good things, (laughs) you know, like. Yes. Yeah. You know, pain and stress begets more pain and more stress. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, we got to create the kindness cycle instead of that one. Um, yeah. And I, I know it sounds a little like, you know, butterflies and roses, but I, I do believe that we can microdose kindness in like various ways and chip away at this stuff. Yeah, I do too. I mean, it's wonderful. I think what you're doing, Amy, is amazing. And I, I want to give a shout out to uh, Peter Nowak of The Donut for introducing me to daily aloha through the, his, um, the daily news that he has, it comes to the email. I was scrolling through like I do every day and I saw your, uh, ad there. I was like, what, what is this? Like, 
like, what is this thing? And I went to it and I was like, oh, I have to download this. This is like my type of thing. So it sparked something in me. So I'm grateful that you are putting this out to the world. Oh, well, thank you for those kind words. And I'll just tell you a funny, like little anecdote about Peter and me. So I love the donut. Um, I think it's, I think it's a brilliant way to deliver the news that we actually want and need. And I don't even remember where I stumbled upon it, but I did. And I appreciated it. And I just wrote to him like founder to founder. I thought, okay, this is a guy who is sort of reimagining news and he understands the value of positivity. He always has a dose of positive in his daily newsletter. Um, he's trying to give 360 news, news, which is about, you know, bridging divides by looking at all sides, which is, so we had these common intentions about positivity and kindness and hearing each other, right, in a different way. Even though our products are really different, his is news and ours is sort of collective reflection, we had this very common starting place, I think. So out of the blue, I reached out to him. And he responded, and we struck up a friendship. Uh, we, I think we respect and admire each other as people, as founders. We commiserate. We problem solve together. And you know, this, this is just a little example, I think, of just if you assume the best, the best happens. Like I just literally cold called the guy. And I was like, I love your newsletter. We should talk. And here we are. And we met, and we met you. I met you through it. <laughs> Exactly. And you were so uh, gracious enough to allow me to do one of the daily halohas on January 4th, which is when this episode's coming out. So thank you for letting me do that. I appreciate it. Oh, I can't wait. to. You have a very good question. And I'm really excited to, um, to pose it to the world and to collect all those responses. Thank you so much. Well, I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag for this. January 4th, you got to listen. Um, uh, you know, to this obviously, but then go on to Daily Aloha, you know, download in the app and let everybody know where they can download it through iOS, Android. What's the uh, options? Um, yeah, those are the options. So we are um, on the for iOS in the Apple App Store, and we're for um, Android in the Google Play Store. So you can go to those app stores. You could also go to our website, which is dailyaloha.com. And there's two big buttons that'll link you right to those app stores on, the, on our front page, if that's easier for you. And I guess I'd also just like to mention to everybody that we're free. Um, we are not only free, but we are ad-free. And it's really important to me that we stay free and ad-free. Um, I want to be free because I really want our app to be accessible to everyone everywhere. And I also want to be ad-free because I feel um, a real obligation to stay away from the business models that have sent social media into such a dark place. And you know, once you're beholden to advertisers, I think you your your values are compromised. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's a whole other discussion, I suppose we could have. <laughs> but but yeah. for now, let me just say we welcome everyone. It's free and ad-free, and it's just a two-minute refreshing daily routine. Beautiful. Well, make sure you go out, everyone, on your phone, anywhere. Download Daily Aloha and enjoy a refreshing uh, opening of an app that won't make you go crazy every time you open it. 
and feel compelled. It's really quick. It's really easy. Answer the question. Somebody else, there's a response from somewhere else in the world or close to you, then the wall and be inspired. Amy, thank you so much for being on. Thank you for inspiring me. I appreciate it. Uh, My pleasure. Take care. So let me ask you something. How do you get your news? Because I know you want to stay informed with what's going on here in the world. There's so much going on on a regular basis. And it's something that's been a problem for me personally. And I've been searching and searching and searching. And finally, I found a news source that I think all of my listeners are going to love. It's called The Donut or The Dose of News Useful Today. The founder and CEO, Peter Nowak, is a good friend of mine. And when he turned me on to it, I was just blown away. Finally, a daily news source that delivers succinct and factual news about all the world's occurrences. And it's an easy access to finding things that you just want to get information about. And it also serves up a lot of positive news stories that you won't hear anywhere else. It's your daily reminder that there is good in the world, even if it doesn't feel like it sometimes. So get the donut, stay informed. It's 100% free. You can unsubscribe anytime. Visit thedonut.co or text donut to 66866 to sign up today. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dr. D's Social Network. Make sure you listen to future episodes. Also, please make sure to rate and review My Dad's Show on Apple Podcasts in the Rate and Review section. Thanks, everyone.